0: The Wednesday weather outside is perhaps insightful or at least gives those of us who have mostly stayed at home this year something different to look at on this December 16th, 2020. This is the Charlottesville Community Engagement newscast and newsletter for today. So let's snowily slip and slide straight into it. On today's show, the first people are vaccinated against COVID-19 across Virginia. Albemarle Planning Commission recommends approval of a housing project for those with low incomes and the homeless and the president of the Free Enterprise Forum, ends the year with a carol. Today's Patreon-fueled shoutout is for the Local Energy Alliance Program. They are your local energy nonprofit, and they want to help you lower your energy bills, make your home more comfortable, and save energy. You can schedule your home energy checkup to get started. It's now only $45 for City of Charlottesville and Albemarle County residents. You'll receive energy-saving products and expert advice customized to your needs. Sign up today.
1: <laughs> so that top hat, the top is like a bag of dry ice. Yep. You're gonna want to lift it up, but here. Sanjay, The first here? vaccines
0: against right? COVID-19 yeah. in our area arrived yesterday at the University of Virginia. The first person to be given the shot from Pfizer was Dr. Ebony J. Hilton.
1: Well, my name is Dr. Ebony J. Hilton. I'm an associate professor of anesthesiology and critical care medicine here at um, University of Virginia. And today is a really important day. And I thank Justin for being (laughs) my vaccinator because it truly is one of those moments of in 2020, this has been a long year of us waiting for some light at the end of a tunnel. And it's just incredible that we did have this vaccine produced um, and and made available to us here at the university. And so I'm excited to see um, yeah, truly how we just unrolled this to our, our community and within the hospital, but then also our local community and statewide.
0: It will take months for the vaccine to be distributed, but healthcare workers throughout our region are receiving it this week. In the meantime, the Virginia Department of Health reports another 3,931 new cases today, and the seven-day daily average is now at 3,587. The seven-day average for positive cases is at 11.4% today, up from 11.2% yesterday. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are another 63 cases reported today. The Albemarle Planning Commission has recommended approval of a rezoning to allow for up to 140 units and commercial space to be built on U.S. 29 at the Red Carpet Insight. The proposal is from 3 nonprofits. Lori Schweller is an attorney with Williams-Mullen.
1: So the project proponents are the Virginia Supportive uh, Housing, Piedmont Housing Alliance and the Thomas Jefferson Area Coalition for the Homeless. VSH intends to develop 80 units of permanent supportive housing, 50% or lower AMI. And PHA intends to develop 60 primarily one and two bedroom units of affordable housing at 30 to 80% AMI.
0: The motel will be used as emergency housing for the homeless before development begins by the Thomas Jefferson Area Coalition for the Homeless. That agency's executive director spoke of the benefits of a similar project built by BSH that opened in the spring of 2012. Here's Anthony Haro.
1: We've seen in our community when the crossings opened in downtown uh, Charlottesville, you can see in the two years following that the chronic homelessness dropped by half.
0: The project would be built under the Neighborhood Model District Zoning, and that requires a look at the PLACES 29 Master Plan. Megan Nadesdup is the Development Process Manager for Albemarle County.
1: The Master Plan does not specify a maximum recommended density for the residential as a secondary use, and this proposed development would be between 22 and 38 units per acre.
0: These units would be in two new four-story buildings. One concern that came up at a community meeting was that residents might want to cross US-29 on foot to get to a grocery store and other services on the other side.
1: Currently, there's no safe way to cross 29 for pedestrians. And staff requested that the applicant study the intersection of Route 29 in Branchland's Premier Circle, that light there to evaluate whether a pedestrian crossing could be installed at that location.
0: Transportation planner Kevin McDermott said one option would be to create a pedestrian island in the median, which would allow people to safely cross the 150 feet span in two cycles. Uh, there'd be some minor impacts to traffic on 29, uh, maybe up to a 10 second delay on north and southbound traffic. But uh, it's, it's fairly minor. And if we could get a head actuated signal in there, it would only that 10-second delay would only occur if a pedestrian actually pushed the button to cross. However, VDOT would have to approve this crossing, and it would cost at least a half a million dollars. Commissioner Karen Firehawk used to have an office on Premier Circle.
1: Um, I used to run across that road every week, several times a week. Um, and I stopped doing that after six months because I decided I wanted to live. Um, so I'm just saying that cars don't behave well. And uh, even with the light, we might have some red light runners there.
0: Another issue staff had is whether the roadway for Premier Circle would remain private or if it would become part of the county's road network. That would increase the cost of the project and might affect the feasibility of providing low-income housing. A representative from the group Piedmont Environmental Council said Premier Circle should be built to public standards. Chris Hawk is the PEC's land-use field representative for Albemarle. PEC recommends that the county require the interior interior roads be built to the appropriate standards for incorporation into the public network. If this is not possible due to the 80% concurrence requirement in the road maintenance agreement, PEC recommends denial. However, Ebony Bug of the Charlottesville Area Community Foundation said the benefits of the project were worth a community investment. I want to note that homelessness, in particular during a global pandemic, is a public health crisis, in addition to a basic human right. As a county resident, I do concur with the comments and some of the concerns made related to the uh, pedestrian crossing and right-of-ways. At the foundation, we are also supporters of PEC and recognize uh, the work that they are doing. However, we do not necessarily feel that this development should bear the full brunt of the pedestrian needs. And how and and that uh, as a resident, I believe that the county can work with these nonprofit entities to ensure that municipal funding and support can be used to support the infrastructure and updates needed to make this a success. Commissioner Tim Keller suggested that this could be an opportunity for the county to work with private philanthropy to ensure that the urban infrastructure is in place.
1: It seems to me that the that the. Street should be brought to standard, and that there should be some significant thought about pedestrian access across Twenty Nine.
0: Commission Chair Julian Bivens liked the partnership behind the project, but said he would prefer a different location.
1: That has nothing to do with the collaboration. That has nothing to do with the goal.
0: Bivens added that the land was prime commercial space in a county that has limited land for development. However, Bivens voted with his colleagues in a unanimous recommendation for approval. The project next heads to the Board of Supervisors. Today in meetings, the Charlottesville Housing Advisory Committee meets at noon. I'll be listening for any comments on the draft affordable housing strategy being developed as part of the Seville Plans Together initiative. Then the Albemarle Board of Supervisors meets at 1 for their final events of the year. On the agenda is a work session on the RIO-29 form-based code, an update on COVID-19 from the Blue Ridge Health District, and then a pair of public hearings in the evening. Finally today, something else that happened at last night's meeting of the Albemarle Planning Commission. It was their last meeting of the year, and despite the pandemic, a tradition continued. Here's Julian Bivens again. So
1: we know what season this is, and we know what meeting this is. And I understand, having participated in three, that we have this tradition of being heralded by a particular individual. And so the chair is going to do something that the chair doesn't particularly do, doesn't do very often, and use his prerogative to invite Mr. Neil Williamson to share a word. Neil Williamson, I'm the president of the Free Enterprise Forum, and uh, as Chairman Bivens Bevin, has mentioned, in uh, what has become quite the tradition, uh, we present the 2020 holiday poem, A Coronavirus Carol. 2020 has been an unprecedented year. With COVID-19, we have something to fear. Local government meetings were first socially distant. Then canceled, applications left waiting. The delay was understandable, but the fiscal impact was grating. But Albemarle County, first, and later the others too, reinvented government operations and knew what to do. With urgent persistence, staffs took some time to get ready, teaching appointed and electeds to keep the camera steady. Chairs learned how to run a virtual meeting. Electeds worked hard to get just the right seating. Clerks had to learn how to manage the chat. Keeping meeting participants in line is like herding cats. Staff presented by sharing their screen, asking each and every time if it could be seen. Applicants found multiple channels were needed as they attempted to connect with their team, distantly seated. When the technology was right, and the meeting ordinances passed, each locality found a different way to get it done. Charlottesville was last. Every meeting was different, seeing Zoom participants looking so cute. But every meeting had someone who was told they were on mute. Seeing into their homes in a voyeuristic way, we saw each other as people by where they stay. Glimpses into their lives, we smiled at this and that, be it a poster in the background or Counselor McGill's cat. With vaccines on the way, we may get back to normal in late 2021. But the virtual meetings, I do not think they'll be done. With public participating from the comfort of their living room, I anticipate we have not seen the end of local government Zoom. From the perspective of this old local public policy rube, localities are not getting this toothpaste back in the tube. In 2021, local governments will pivot to hybrid meetings or such. Attendees will demand it. And staff will not mind much. Presenting in sweatpants helps in keeping it real. Getting a high virtual room rating has a positive feel. So thanks to all who kept our local governments going. The challenge was great. And your professionalism is showing. Whether I see you next in person, on Zoom or on Skype, happy holidays to all and to all a good night.
0: And that's it for today's installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have enjoyed it, please consider sending it along to a friend. If you are listening to this, let me just take just a quick second to say that if you have anybody that you think might be, you know, not having a good time at this particular time of year, reach out to them. Let them know that you're listening and that you're willing to listen. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another installment and thank you for listening and in the meantime stay safe